1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: And we are live! We're not in San Francisco. Well, you may be, but I'm not. I'm in Las Vegas, live from the Las Vegas Strip. It's Jim Valley, and it is Wrestling Observer Live, now on Saturdays, and if you haven't heard, we are live seven days a week. That means Monday through Friday, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, and now here on Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, all over the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Also on Saturdays on Sirius XM on the Dan Patrick Network, or you can stream it on your TuneIn app or wherever you may get it on the web, all over the world, Wrestling Observer Live, seven days a week. You want to call in, there's a lot to talk about today. 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-PLAY, or you can tweet me at uh, Jim Valley. Of course, it's SummerSlam weekend. Uh, NXT TakeOver is tonight. There was Ring of Honor last night. Uh, We're right in the sort of the beginning of three weeks of the G1 Climax at Budokan and Mexico, Japan, British wrestling, local independents. There's a lot to talk about, and we can talk about SummerSlam or whatever you want to talk about here at one eight hundred eight seven eight 878 play Also, some interesting things. You know who's in Tokyo right now? Kenny Omega, which is very interesting. You want to talk about that? Do you think he's going to show up at the G1? He was at Corican for last night's Stardom Show. Um, but we can talk about the G1 last night and Kota Ibushi, who's going to the finals and who may meet him in the finals tonight in the B block, plus SummerSlam. If you were to rate your excitement for SummerSlam, where would you put it? For me, I think I'm about a five. I think it's going to be a fun show, but I don't know, I'm not all that excited. 1-800-878-PLAY. It's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Broadcasting, Byline Network.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Wrestling Observer Live, the Saturday edition with Jim Valley. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-PLAY. You take your call. We'll talk about SummerSlam. We can talk about NXT tonight. Uh, talk about the G1. Let's do that real quick here. Bushi. Uh, not a big surprise. He's going to the finals of the G1 Climax uh last night he beat Okada with two Kamagoyas and uh, he'll take on tonight's winner of the B block on Monday in Japan. Uh the other match of note last night, Will Osprey beat Tanahashi. And I think a lot of people a lot of people are predicting that Ibushi is going to beat Naito, that Naito will win tonight, and he will go on to uh to headline Tokyo Dome in January and Abushi's great, and I'm sure if that's what happens, it'll be awesome. But I don't know. uh, I've talked a lot on this show on Saturdays and with Brian on Fridays and Wrestling Observer Live about Moxley. (laughs) Matter of fact, somebody tweeted me and said they go, uh, hey, Jim, quit slurping on Moxley, which is at once a very descriptive adjective, And at the same time, gross, which is worse, slurping or moist. Anyway, I digress. But my point about Moxley is, is I thought, you know, when, when, when Switchblade debuted, Jay White, who's awesome. And I feel like he's really coming into his own. um, And he's got a tremendous upside, but when Kenny left, New Japan, I felt like they were looking for that American star. And Jay White may be that—Jay White's not American, but I guess a a a, a a a star of European descent, a foreigner. And anyway, I, I didn't think Jay White was quite the guy yet. And Will Ospreay's not quite the guy yet. But when they signed Moxley, I was like, wow, that could really make people go Kenny who? And I don't know, I'm not feeling— moxley right now i'm thinking i'm thinking that uh, ghetto and new japan they're very traditional and i guess i just got too caught up in the excitement it'll still be great but i was really hoping that you know i really think that that foreign star like omega helped a lot and i don't know, maybe maybe the politics with moxley are different and they can't do everything that they could have done had kenny stayed things like that who knows but new japan they stay with what works for sure 1-800-878-PLAY. one eight hundred eight seven eight 878 Let's go to the line right now. Ryan, what's on your mind?
5: Um, my mind's on the uh, new ratings war between NXT and AEW. How many fans do you think are, would have watched both shows if they would have picked different nights, do you think, based on who you've talked to on, like, uh, The Observer or other sources?
2: Um, You know, that's a great question. I think it will do something, but even if it even if NXT doesn't immediately siphon off fans from AEW it does kind of position things on the chessboard where maybe initially there's no buzz and no impact from from NXT but you know you, you stake your claim you plant your flag and maybe WWE could build from there so initially i would say not much but maybe this is more of a long-term than an immediate strategy.
5: And better question for you. The thing I find funny about YouTube is when Jim Cornette does these rants on AEW, if he was to pick a stable to go to war with AEW, do you think he would uh, pick, do you think it would be like second-generation stars that he's familiar with, like Tim Horner Jr. and like the new Heavenly Bodies, or do you think it would be somebody else?
2: No, no. Jim Cornette gets a bad rap. You know, Jim Cornette did a lot of cool stuff in Ring of Honor. Uh, Jim Cornette had Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He likes young talent. Um, You know, granted, given his life, the way he leads now, he's not really managing and things, and maybe he's not up on everybody, obviously. But when Jim Cornette was in the game, he liked a lot of young talent. And it's, you know, he's a traditionalist. He's been around a long time. He's not hip. He's not cool. And it's very easy to paint that label on him about, oh, Jim Cornette just likes old guys, and Jim Cornette just wants Midnight Express matches. But, I mean, you know, he loves Seth Rollins. He's talked about that on his show. I think if he was going to war, if he could pick literally anybody, I think he would probably pick somebody. He'd probably pick, like, a Seth Rollins or an Adam Cole uh, and kind of go from there. Um, he loves, um, when he, I've heard on his show, when he's talked about, oh, geez, it's, it's escaping me right now. Hang on one second. Um, oh, man. Anyway, he's talked about other talent, so I wouldn't... You know, he likes Kyle O'Reilly, I know that. Um, he's he's a big fan of a lot of different people, so I I I don't know that that's a fair rap when people say that, um, that Jim Cornette only... Li- and by the way, Jim Cornette hates Tim Horner. Haven't you heard his famous Tim Horner rant?
5: Yeah, but I don't know if he would hold that against the sun or not, because uh,
2: right.
5: you know, that would be junior.
2: Anyway, if, if Jim Cornette... I don't think he would do that, but I think... I guess my point is is that I think Jim Cornette over the course of particularly his later career was a lot more forward-thinking than a lot of people want to acknowledge. I think a lot of his critics want to paint him in a certain way, and I, I don't know that that's necessarily accurate.
5: Well, and to be fair, it would be a work shoot. You know, It wouldn't be like he was actually getting into war of Just like, you know, bring like a little bit more drama, I think, if they didn't look like, an angle like that.
2: Right. Oh, by the way, Ryan, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you brought up uh, Portland Wrestling. I do the Portland WrestleCast for Observer subscribers, and you had the question about John Rambo, and you and I talked about how John Rambo thought he was in a worked match when out of nowhere, Jesse Barr punched him in the face and it got ugly? For real? Um, I'm trying to communicate. He's kind of slow in responding, but I have reached out to John Rambo, so I'm hopeful to have him in the future. No promises, but I am working on it.
5: Maybe also ask him if he's the only person to beat the Undertaker and Mick Foley that's on the independent circuit, because I've always yep. wondered that.
2: Well, we'll find out, man. All right, Ryan, I appreciate the call. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you got you. some thought. You got some thoughts. You can uh, dial up right now. One eight hundred eight seven eight play. One eight hundred eight seven eight play. Let's go to Miami now. And Tim, what's going on, man?
6: Hey, what's up, Jim? You know, I have a, a slightly different. Um, take on the NXT thing that's related to what Ryan was asking about, which was, you know I can see if, if Dave is correct that there's very little overlap between the Aew and the WWE audience, that Vince bringing a million or more people to their television sets at eight o'clock on Wednesday, that might actually help Aew. I'm sure a lot of those people probably are not yet familiar with it, and because they're in front of their TVs to watch wrestling, they might check it out. He might actually, in trying to uh, to squash the competition, might actually be helping them in an inadvertent way. You
2: know, that's a really valid point. That could happen. It's so exciting right now. Because right now, before AEW is started, we're all in this blue ocean area with so many possibilities mm-hmm. and so many outcomes. Yes. All of the indicators for AEW have been overwhelmingly positive. But I think it's going to be a really... An accurate reading when we find out exactly what they do when the show starts and exactly how many people are tuned in. And, yeah. you know, if WWE is able to raise the stakes and AEW raises the stakes, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm, it's a very exciting time.
6: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the experience of being able to flip between two shows. I mean, that was just watching Raw and Nitro. Even though the shows you watch them today on the network, they're terrible that was just such an awesome experience being able to flip back and forth and say, okay, I like this. I like what they're doing. I'm really excited for that.
2: Yeah. I lived on the West coast, so I got to go, I'd get off work early. I tried to, and then I would turn on the, uh, the East coast feed of nitro, watch nitro and then watch raw on the regular time. And it was, it was bliss to be able to watch a, a dynamic show like nitro in real time. So I really, really loved that. Um, yeah, and then when I think TNT got rid of the East Coast feed on the West Coast, I was so mad.
6: <laughs> it ruined yeah, as, my life. As an East Coaster, I would, I'd I take a one VHS tape. I would tape the first hour of Nitro from 8 to 9, raw from 9 to 11, and then they did a, a back-to-back replay of Nitro. So then I'd catch either the second hour or the second and third hours on one VHS tape. And I would watch that tape literally every day after school. Now I can barely sit through a raw. So I'm really, I'm really banking my uh, fandom on AEW here.
2: I think we all are. It was a magical time, Tim. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get into some cool times in the future as AEW starts up in October. Well, we'll talk about AEW, some of my thoughts and some things that I don't like that are happening. And we'll also take your calls. 1-800-878-PLAY. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live Saturday on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
0: When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side
4: that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money.
1: you are listening to wrestling observer live on the sports byline broadcasting network
2: wrestling observer live now on saturdays with jim valley 1-800-878-PLAY 1-800-878-PLAY or you can tweet me at uh, jim valley nxt takeover tonight in toronto 7 p.m eastern on the wwe network i will not be watching Uh, I'm here in Las Vegas, and a friend of mine here in town was nice enough, get this, he got me tickets tonight, you know, in Vegas you can see anybody, so he got me tickets tonight to go see, you ready for this? You're gonna be jealous, Uh, Tony Orlando, Scott, you played Tony Orlando records, didn't you? I know you did, I could tell, anyway, I'm entirely too excited to go see uh, Tony Orlando at a casino here in Las Vegas. It's going to be just a just a good time. I'm going to be the youngest person there, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, as a matter of fact, to celebrate, I think I have to have dinner at 3.30 tonight. So anyway, let's talk about TakeOver. Scotiabank, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Um, you know, it's a good card. And it's funny how spoiled we are. There's so much talent when you think about it, Um, I mean, this card has got a ridiculous amount of talent and, you know, it's really not generating uh, uh, that much buzz. Uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano for the NXT title is the main event with the first fall a street fight, second fall wrestling, and then the third fall are stipulations picked by William Regal. And this has been great. I think it's been epic and at times brilliant but I think a lot of us are ready for this one to end and hopefully it ends on a proper note. And I think people want, you know, maybe a Johnny to go to the main roster again. It's so hard. There's so many people who just don't fit on the main roster who are ridiculously talented. And, you know, and it's not just Vince McMahon's vision. I think that there's a casual fan out there who also has an expectation and a stereotype of what a WWE superstar is and who makes up the roster. And I'm not sure if, if they're willing to look past Johnny and see the greatness. Who knows? Uh, Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong, and Pete Dunne for the North American title. And Velveteen Dream... I know a lot of people are waiting for him to get called up. There've been rumors from time to time. Do you think he's going to be a big star or, you know, there's so many of these guys who make a big splash and they're kind of characters like him and everyone's excited and they talk about him for a while. And then they kind of lose momentum. And Velveteen dream is, is maintained a lot of momentum in NXT, but I'm curious to see if he'll be able to maintain momentum if and when he goes to the main roster. Uh, tag title match, Street Profits against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim for the women's title. Io Shirai taking on Candice LeRae. And I think I think most people expect uh, Shayna to beat Mia and Io to beat Candice. And then eventually Shayna and Io connect. Io is so great. There's so, I mean, there's so much women's talent. When you look at like the roster for stardom and all the many other Joshi promotions and and many of the women who AEW signed. And then EO. it's Wow. there's We you know, there's a lot of things to complain about and we talk about them. But take a second and go. We have we are blessed by a lot of riches. Uh, also tonight, Tyler Breeze and Fandango back together taking on the Forgotten Sons and then Jordan Miles and Cameron Grimes, uh, the breakout tournament final. And that By the way, that's going to be on uh, Wednesday's TV show. Um, I want to talk about something. There's a couple of things uh, that I've talked about a few times on Brian's show and here. I've talked about the battle for traveling fans. Uh, those fans who have extra disposable income or want to spend their income on traveling to events. Uh, the last time when I was here in Las Vegas, I ran into Conrad. And isn't it funny how you can just call him Conrad now? But I was talking to him and, you know, I think Dave has even talked about it where Conrad, and he'll tell you this, he feels a lot of pressure to put on these StarCast events. And, um, you know, if you look, uh, WWE did not do an all-access event for SummerSlam this year. It's the first time in a while. Um, and the fact that they didn't do it in Toronto, which is a huge wrestling town, should say something. And even StarCast uh, coming up is, is, uh, is smaller. I mean, they've got some great events, some big events, but it's smaller. So I'm wondering, you know, are we finally seeing where the threshold is for traveling fans? Or maybe again, maybe we're so spoiled. Maybe that's it. We're just so spoiled that now it's like, oh, I only go to the biggest and the best events. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is the secondary market on all four Toronto shows for tickets uh, decreased significantly over the uh, last week. Uh, you can get SummerSlam tickets online for ninety-five bucks. NXT tickets were going for seven dollars. Seven dollars. When I was a kid, we paid seven dollars to go see wrestling, um, and then Raw is about eleven dollars, and then SmackDown—I don't know—they're like nine dollars. So that's kind of, I mean, I just, there's so much to choose from and there's so many great choices. I I wonder if that's saturating the market. So think about that. I mean, does that, does that affect you? Are you traveling to fewer events? Are you pickier? I know I am. I don't go to house shows regularly when they come to my area. I'm like, oh, nothing happens at house shows. I don't need to see that. Or, oh, that's just a a, a lesser pay-per-view. I don't want to watch that uh 1-800-878 play 1-800-878 play or you can tweet me at Jim Valley. is there so much to choose from that it's just hard uh speaking of choices uh ring of honor last night <laughs> did you even know that uh, i had somebody give me grief about uh about ring of honor last night but i don't know it's just it's just uh it's just frustrating ring ring of honor but anyway they had their uh their their summer show last night uh, Matt Taven defeated Alex Shelley, no surprise there. The Briscoes retained over the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, Shane Taylor defeated Tracy Williams. Roosh defeated Dalton Castle, and I think a lot of people expect uh, Matt Taven to take on Roosh. Also, uh, Kelly Klein uh, defeated Tasha Steeles. and what a shock! The Allure came out. They've only been doing that since Madison Square Garden. Uh, and then Marty Scurll uh, defeated P.J. Black in a in a bonus match and. Uh, I, I, the farther we go, I keep waiting for something to happen with uh, Matt Taven or Kelly Klein, and I just, I just don't get it. When, when Matt won the title at Ring of Honor, don't get me wrong, I think he's very talented. I just don't know that he has a persona that that captures people. Um, and same thing with Kelly Klein. But I thought maybe they were going somewhere, and I just, I still don't understand why Marty Skrull isn't the champion. And I figured they'd have the titles on the allure by now, but it's just it just ain't happening. And it's it's frustrating with, uh, with with Ring of Honor when you look at all of they've all that they've done in the past. And um they've just they the old saying is you da- you 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 dance with who brung you. And I just feel like they're not dancing with who brung them. And I don't know. I'm just. Uh, they need to do something. Oh, I also see that uh, Joe Hendry signed with Ring of Honor. So I look forward to hearing, oh, nothing about him in the future. When you look at all the talent that Ring of Honor has, remember, remember how much buzz there was when PCO came back on the scene? He wrestled like three matches, and there was huge buzz about him. And <laughs> signed Ring of Honor, huge buzz. And now he's just like an extra guy. He's like an enforcer. He's he's the thug standing in the background. It's like there's no buzz about him anymore. Uh, they have the Bandito. Remember how much buzz there was like a year ago or so? Even less about Bandito. How much buzz about Bandito is there in Ring of Honor? Nothing. They have the talent. There's just, I mean, I get it. It's a very competitive world we live in. There We have a lot to choose from, but... I mean, even MLW is doing cool things. Uh, In Seattle, Defy Wrestling, they're doing a lot of cool things. They're working with New Japan. There are people who are succeeding without a big platform and a big budget. And Ring of Honor has got one of the bigger platforms and one of the bigger budgets, and they're just not succeeding. And... I don't know. It gets frustrating. I want to make it clear. I don't hate Ring of Honor. I want them to succeed. I'm just very frustrated with, with what they do. SummerSlam tonight. Uh, Brock Lesnar, or tonight, tomorrow. Uh, Brock Lesnar taking on Seth Rollins for the for the Universal title. I've been thinking a lot about Seth Rollins. And I think I figured it out. You know, wrestling, we watch wrestling, particularly kids, And wrestlers for kids are aspiration figures. You find someone who you relate to and, and, you know, in some ways they represent you. And if you're a kid, remember when Seth Rollins first joined the Shield and you knew that Roman Reigns was going to be the guy? And then Moxley, you go, wow, that guy can really talk in a WWE environment. That's cool. And you kind of wonder, is Seth Rollins going to get left behind? And then Seth Rollins found an edge. And he survived, and he excelled. Um, where, where is Seth Rollins' edge? And I'm not just—I'm not just talking about his pairing with with with, with Becky Lynch. He's—he's he's lost something. So we'll talk about that when we get back, and talk with you at one 878 play, one eight hundred eight seven eight play. Jim Valley, Sports Byline Radio Network. It's Wrestling Observer Live. Yard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again?
1: HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor.com.
7: Hey, guys, losing your hair sucks, and I should know. I've lost mine. And two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Well, it might be too late for me, but it's not too late for you. Now there's Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. For five minutes now and starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll never have to worry about your hair loss again. So you just sign up. It takes less than five minutes. Answer a few simple questions. Snap a couple photos, and you complete your online doctor consultation. A licensed physician will review your info, they'll recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are out there. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you want to do is wait to see a doctor. For a limited time, you receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com slash golf. That's K-E-E-P-S dot slash golf. Do it today. Keeps.com slash golf. Go back to school with an extra 15% off at Kohl's.
6: Graphic tees are two for $17 and backpacks are 50% off. Plus an extra 15% off. Plus take an extra $10 off your $50 purchase of back to school items. Plus get Kohl's cash. Plus free Amazon returns. Now at all Kohl's stores. Kohl's. Select styles. 15% offer valid August 2nd through 11th with promo code school time. 10 off 50 offer valid August 2nd through 18th with promo code BTS 10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Close.com for details. <laughs>
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are
2: now on Saturday. Wrestling Observer Live, 1 800 878 Play. It's Jim Valley. That's right. We're here seven days a week now. Monday through Friday, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. Sunday, 6 PM Eastern, 3 PM Pacific. And now here on Saturdays. Check it out 1 PM Eastern, 10 AM Pacific. And you can call in and interact right now. 1 800 878 Play, 1 800 878 Play, or you can tweet me at Jim Valley. So be sure to check us out on the Sports Byline Broadcaster Network, SiriusXM, the TuneIn app. Anywhere you uh, stream your audio, you can catch us on Saturdays here on Wrestling Observer Live. So SummerSlam tomorrow, and it, it's a great card, but I don't, I'm just not feeling it. Um, you know, as I was talking about Seth Rollins, uh, you may or may not know I do the Portland Wrestlecast for Observer subscribers. Um, you know, I grew up watching Portland, and so I kind of paint the picture for you of things that were happening in Portland at certain times, play some audio, and then usually interview someone from that time to kind of explain things, what happened, why it happened, and they tell some really fun stories. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I live a very pedestrian life, and one of the things that I love about the history of wrestling is all the outlaws and all the crazy stuff they did and, the way they lived. And not that I ever could or want to or would have the stomach to do some of the stuff they did, but it's it just makes me laugh to to hear some of those stories. And that's kind of why I like to do the Portland Wrestle cast. But so on the latest one that is up for subscribers right now, I go through maybe the most famous feud in all of Portland Wrestling, and that was when Roddy Piper, and it was 40 years ago. 40 years uh when Roddy Piper set the territory on fire with Playboy Buddy Rose. And Piper came in as a bad guy. And Rose and Piper and two other guys were teaming up together, and they were beating up the good guys and just gloating over everything. And then they crossed wires, and accidentally, some one of the bad guys hit another one of the bad guys, and then, oh, they were so mad. And that uh, caused the rift between Rose and Piper, and Piper went on to be a good guy, and, you know, and the you know, he, um if you get a chance, uh, go give it a listen. And it's just fascinating to hear the young Piper before he was in Mid Atlantic, before he was in WWF, and in some ways it's better. But as I was watching some of the footage in preparation for the show, the announcer was saying, That Roddy Piper, you know, he never he hasn't changed his style, and the fans love him for it. And that got me thinking about Seth Rollins. If you think back to Seth Rollins at the beginning of The Shield and Seth Rollins now, there's there's an edge missing. He's too nice, this character. He's a little, I don't know, he's weak. He comes across as weak. And I don't know that fans want to get behind someone who is that weak. Yeah, he beat Brock, you know, he'll, he'll do a he'll do a, a low blow from time to time but it's not like he incorporates a lot of other cheating or makes a point of you know pointing it out making it very obvious and i think he's missing that edge and i think he needs to do something about that they they won't but you know when i thought when i thought about piper you know you look back macho man randy savage when he turned good he still had that same intensity. Stone Cold Steve Austin, same. Rock, that same attitude. Even Kevin Owens, that same attitude. And it just feels like Seth Rollins is too nice and kind of white bread boring. And maybe that's the issue with Brock and Seth. Uh, Also on uh, SummerSlam, Kofi and Randy Orton for the WWE title. Uh, Bill Goldberg making an appearance, taking on Dolph Ziggler. Dolph will make Goldberg look great. I don't know if this is going anywhere, but you know, Goldberg has affected business. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people go, oh, we want to see somebody new. We, you know, like Perfect example, Trish Stratus taking on Charlotte Flair. What Trish says is her last match. It's her hometown in Toronto, and I think that's awesome. And a lot of people have said, oh, you know who deserved that match? Bianca Belair. And I think Bianca does a lot of things cool in the ring. And I think that she's got a great future ahead of her. But, you know, we don't know, who, you know. No one deserves anything. The only way you could say that for sure is if Bianca Belair was selling out everywhere and her merchandise was number one. um, And, you know, she had some sort of metric to back it up. And believe me, she has the talent to, you know, given the circumstances and WWE's part of the equation. Certainly, you never know. She she's got potential. I'm not saying she's terrible because she is not. But at this stage in her career, I don't know, it's a, it's a tired phrase that people use. Oh, so and so deserves it. So and so they deserve it because they're young or they're cool or whatever. No, 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 no. You know what matters at the end of the day is how much money they draw. And maybe someday Bianca could draw money. And I know you're saying if you like her, but Jim, if you put her on SummerSlam, she would draw money. Well, you don't know that. And I don't know that that someone like Bianca, uh, you know, she needs to be on TV and exposed more and, you know, to really to really build her up. But that's kind of my thought when people always go, oh, we need someone new. Well, it takes time. It takes time. Let's go to the lines now at 1-800-878-PLAY. Philip, what's going on, man? Hello. Hey Philip, where are you listening from today?
8: I'm from Simi Valley, California.
2: <laughs> Very nice. And what are you listening on? How are you streaming this?
8: I am listening on your uh I'm just on uh sports by one.
2: Sweet, love it. What's on your mind, man?
8: Uh I was hearing you guys earlier talk first about uh uh back in the day when you guys had uh, night the Nitro on the West Coast. I, as a West Coaster, I used to watch that every uh, week like that until they, when they switched off. And I was wondering if you remember the one the, the night that they switched it. What that main event was the night that they switched from uh, West Coast being at five o'clock to being on at eight o'clock. I don't. What was it? It was Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan the night they made the title show, and I was so angry because that was the night I finally had to choose of which show I had to watch.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was such a great time to be able to watch so much wrestling. And then here on the West Coast, you know, they replayed Nitro. And so, like, if something on Raw was not interesting or something was super cool on Nitro, you could always change back and relive it. Ah, magical times, magical times.
8: I love that stuff. I I just remember there, like, because I was so late that I couldn't get the Nitro replay because the Nitro replay didn't go until, like, 11 or 12, and I was already at bed at time. (laughs) But, yeah, that was a good, I love those stuff back there. And I'm just wondering if, I wonder if SmackDown, when it's going live, if it's going to be at, like, 5 o'clock, like a sport, or AEW is going to be at TNT at the same thing. I was wondering what your opinion on that is as well.
2: You know, I haven't heard anything. Um, You know, I watch so little TNT and usually it's movies and things. So honestly, I don't know if, if if I have an East coast or West coast or what time I'm on, I guess, I guess as we get closer to October, I'll have to look into that. But if I could watch an early feed, you know, I don't have dish. I just, my wife likes a lot of shows on cable. So we have cable, which is fine. Um, But yeah, I, that would be great if it was on early. There's something, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about maybe I want to get the East Coast, get the dish or get, find some way to get East Coast feeds. Now I want East Coast feeds, Philip.
8: <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been uh, also recently experimenting with different uh, like net TV channels and stuff like that. Right now I have a FUBU live channel, but that's like West Coast feed. But I uh, I I really like the experience of uh, DirecTV now, which is you don't need a the dish for it but that actually works that's something i recommend that gets the uh, usa network on the east coast See,
2: awesome man all right philip i appreciate your phone call thanks for calling in today at one oh, eight hundred eight seven eight 878 play all this talk about television uh, i don't know if you heard but billy corgan the nwa made news today that they talk about that they're going to produce a new tv show out of atlanta which which got me thinking, and I've I've been thinking about this for a while, um, you know, and same thing with the Portland Wrestlecast. I think when I first got into wrestling, I, I think the reason I liked it was it felt organic, it felt impromptu, it felt it felt almost like whose line is it anyway? It was like improv theater, uh, you know. Sure, they had some things planned out. Okay, you come out now, but it felt it feels improv. Like if you watch Memphis on YouTube. Or Georgia Championship Wrestling on YouTube, I, you know, if I guess that's the one thing that I miss about wrestling. And every smaller promotion that starts TV, uh, some here that have done it in Las Vegas, it's like everybody tries to recreate Raw. And I'm wondering, what do you think? I mean, maybe I mean someone my age or, or whatever, you know, they would probably enjoy this, but. I would love for someone to try, if if Billy's going to do a studio show with a smaller crowd, I would love to see the announcer, you know, standing not far from the ring at a podium and then do interview segments in between matches and then have angles play out, you know, more organically. Hey, you know, someone come out and confront someone at the desk and make it just feel, uh, you know, real, a little grittier. And I think it's worth a shot. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong. But I think that you've got to do something different. And when you don't necessarily have the money or the resources, you know, if I was going to do a casino or, you know, some kind of restaurant here in Las Vegas, I can't compete with the big corporations. So rather than trying to do what they do, not as well, I think I, you know, try to be... I, you know, I would love to see, and I think I would tune in for a show like that, where it feels literally like anything could happen. Yes, it's it's produced, and you don't know it, but I, I just want a feel. You know, I, I don't want music playing when someone first comes out when they're gonna do a run in. Um, I don't want all those WWE productions, which were great for WWE. You know, TNA did them. Uh, Ring of Honor does them to a degree. We'll see what AEW does. It looks like they're going to do a lot of similar uh, uh, WWE things, but I would love to see sort of a Memphis-style or a Georgia-style promotion. uh, See if they could do that. And and again, I don't know if it'd work, but I think it's worth trying. If you could do something cool and organic, that that might get a buzz. Hey, I did want to mention AEW. EW, you know they announced a 21-woman uh, battle royal for their first TV show, and <laughs> Ariel Piper, Roddy's daughter, uh, who's in her 30s, she's going to be wrestling, I think her first match, her first public match, uh, best of luck to her, uh, also on the show Jazz, and Sadie Gibbs, uh, who's a British wrestler, and uh, she does a Sasuke special, you know, that flip, that flip over the top rope, she's very talented, she's young, a little green, needs some time, uh, but she's someone to watch out for, I know when we were in Japan last year, Dave Meltzer was very impressed by her, but one of the things that's bothering me about AEW, it's like, tell stories. I don't want someone winning a match and getting a title shot by being the number one contender, winning a battle royal or a six person scramble. I I want to watch someone go from the bottom to the top. That's what I want to watch. So when AEW said that they were going to be sports oriented, I thought that that's what they meant, but so far we've seen battle royals for number one contenders. And I, I'm not complaining. We haven't seen the outcome. It could be cool, but I just I just don't want that. I don't want sudden contenders. I want to see my favorites overcome odds and inspire me. And I don't know. I just don't like these microwave solutions. And if AEW is going to do that, I got to say my interest is is a little waning. 1-800-878-PLAY. Jim Valley on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network on Wrestling Observer Live.
0: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling
1: Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. There
2: is a lot of wrestling to check out this weekend, but one match in particular I'm going to be interested in is Bray Wyatt. Taking on Finn Balor. Uh, Probably Finn's going to lose. And whether or not he was leaving, taking a break, he would lose probably anyway because they got to get Bray Wyatt up and going. But I don't know. Sometimes the Bray Wyatt character sometimes has kind of had some plotting matches. And I hope that doesn't happen here tonight. Um, We'll see. We shall see with this new mask and uh, new body. If he's able to kind of up his game in the ring. And I think that's one of the things that Bray Wyatt in the past has kind of had a problem. He's looked a little sluggish. And if you can't have a good match with Finn Balor, then I don't know what you can do. But that will be interesting. So, look, enjoy SummerSlam. Enjoy uh, NXT tonight. So much (laughs) wrestling. Not only is there SummerSlam and uh, NXT TakeOver. uh, Don't forget the G1 Climax. Uh, So much stuff going on. And as always, uh, even if you can't check it all out, subscribe to the Wrestling Observer. Uh, Dave and uh, Brian Alvarez will have shows covering all of these events, and there is a lot to consume. And not only that, but uh, I do a podcast, the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast for the Observer, with uh, my friend Fumi Saito, who is Japan's leading uh, wrestling expert. Uh, he has covered wrestling for a very, very, very long time. And he's going to be live at Budokan for the G1 Climax Finals. So he will have all of the news, whether it's Ibushi, uh, whether it's going to be John Moxley or Ishii or whomever. We'll talk about that uh, and all of it for uh, subscribers of WrestlingObserver.com. I'm Jim Valley. Thank you for taking me down memory lane on this Saturday. As always, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jim Valley. And we'll talk again next Saturday here on Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.